0: I oh, just got the weirdest alert on my phone on this, like on the Facebook Messenger. It was like post Malone Live. Oh, for the celebrity Pong League. I'm not gonna watch what? that. Yeah, I've, it's like if I put I'm gonna screenshot it and send it to you. Pong? Yeah. Like that doesn't ping seem very pong? socially distant. Or beer pong. I don't think it's beer pong. I'm I'm guessing Pong League means oh. Uh, uh, Jeez, Louise! I'm sorry. I have a kitten attacking my headphones too. I I have so much going on here. I have Post Malone invited me to watch his Pong League, and I have a, a a kitten trying to eat my headphones. Just pure chaos.
1: Oh gosh, it's rough.
0: <sighs> um, but Hobbit, I did weigh him. He's he's two two point five pounds now.
1: Oh, yeah. look at, What a big boy! The man's
0: growing. Um. Tw- I have his vet appointment on Monday, so he'll be tested for FIV, microchipped, and all that jazz. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, everything's good. I mean, he has just been eating like a, just like a starving man every time I feed him, and and he's just he's so playful and happy. So a growing boy, He's a growing man. He had his last uh his last dewormer earlier this week, and he's just doing yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice. How is your kitten doing? Is she, is she finding more places to snooze? She Has oh. she gone any more outside adventures?
1: No, no more outside adventures. She, uh, well, the vacuum was here again yesterday, and that was, uh, very scary. So she was actually under the futon next to me oh. the whole time there.
0: I tried the vacuum in the room with him. And? Um, he stood very far away, arched his back, and fluffed himself up. And I couldn't hear him, but I saw his mouth going <sighs> the entire time. But then, as soon as I turned it off, he like ran over to it to inspect it. So okay. I don't, he wasn't, okay. I made sure to turn it on when he wasn't, when he was already across the room, so that it wasn't like yeah. freaky. Because I, I just like, uh, since his litter is in my room and my room is carpeted, I like need to clean it up regularly. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangledong.
1: And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Well, Blue Kit, what? Blue Baby, bell Blue Babe.
0: I remembered something I wanted to say, but just, did you? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say Bluebell would be a cute name for her warrior name.
1: That would be cute. Okay, but right now she's Blue Kit. Blue Kit, and she just stepped out of the camp entrance. <gasps>
0: Oh, right, because her her not-dad is like, hey, I'd be a great father. Let's go on an adventure and not tell either of your parents, because one I'm pretty sure hates me, and one I love her so much. And this will definitely get me and her good graces. Not.
1: Nah. Well, Sunfall leads her along a smooth, well-trodden path towards a steep slope, and he tells her that they are at the heart of ThunderClan territory, but at the top of the ravine. The forest stretches to their borders on every side.
0: Do they have um, snake rocks in their control right now? Sunning rocks? Right.
1: They have both of those things. Wow. You climb up there, Blue Kit asks, trying to work out what route her clanmates must take. She's like, what the heck? This is very steep, and I am still pretty small. I am so, so small. I mean, I guess she's closer to full grown, but not... Not fair I suppose yet. she's like six months old, so she's pretty close. Yeah, but compared to a big wall of rocks,
0: pretty very tiny. Small.
1: So Sunfall leads her to a gap between two boulders, and he says that this is the easiest way. He bounds up easily and looks down at her. You try, and she's like, "All right."
0: Ramble- uh, <laughs> imagine she just like slips, falls, breaks her leg, and he's like, "Well, that went uh terribly." <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring you to your uncle uh, that you've ne- sworn to never see again. <laughs> your mom's going to be double mad.
1: Yeah. She scrambles up a few tail lengths easily, but starts to slip. She's still able to claw her way up to where Sunfall waited. He tells her that it'll get easier with practice, and leads her along a gully that ended at another boulder. Blue Kit stares in horror. Did he expect her to climb that? Yes. Well, Sunfall looks... Up at the boulder and asks if she can see the dents and holds where she could get a grip. Bluekit scans the rock and notices small cracks and dips where she could push against or get a claw hold. Rock climbing with their stepdad.
0: With their not the hopeful. Stepdad not, hopeful. Yeah, stepdad potential. He really wants to be. He's like, listen, I'm a great dad. I
1: take kids on
0: dangerous adventures without their parents permission.
1: This isn't. De- this is just leaving cl- uh, the camp. She'll be doing this soon, without the parents' permission.
0: <laughs> I know he's second he's in command, deputy. and so like it'd he's be even deputy. weirder if she like didn't follow him. But still, without parents' permission,
1: she waits for Sunfall to lead the way, but he tells her to go first. Oh, God. He'll be right behind in case she slips. Okay. Bluekit unsheaths her claws. She won't slip. Imagine she just like takes him out
0: right there and is like, "I'm deputy now."
1: The downfall. <laughs> this is. This is <laughs> we actually only have one more chapter. <laughs> it ends. You know, <laughs> this is this is her ascent. I like,
0: we actually one two skipped a few and now she's uh gonna be deputy.
1: She manages to scramble up and she's level with the treetops surrounding the camp. I can see all of Pennsylvania. That's
0: some uh, fun home. For the, for the fans.
1: <laughs> Sunfall tells her it was a great climb and asks her where she thinks she should go next. And she's like
0: clinging to this rock entirely exhausted, being like, yeah, this is great, guys.
1: <laughs> that way, she says, spotting a steep but well-worn path. She takes off nearly at the top when suddenly her paws slip. <laughs> Panic surges through her as the earth crumbled beneath her paws, and she lets out a wail as she scrambled for a grip. Oh, God. Something breaks her fall. Ugh. Sunfall says he's got her and steadies her with her scruff.
0: Do you just you tell your mom about all of this except for that part? Like mention yes. how how like hot and cool and strong I am, but like don't mention that part. Also, maybe don't call me hot. Call me handsome. Dad- fatherly. I was supposed to say dadly. Call, make, me, make me- just make me sound good. And she's like, why does this matter so much to me? He's like, I don't hey, know. What just, are you doing? I really- I really
1: care about my clanmates. She's like, I'm 12 and this is kind of a lot for me. And he's like, this is a lot for me. Well, Sunfall flicks her ear gently with his tail. When she's bigger and has more strength in her leg, she can go that way. But for now, they'll use another path. And Blue Kid follows him up through a cluster of small rocks. They came to a sheer edge that led to the forest above. Sunfall clears it easily with one leap. Blue Kit takes a deep breath and jumped, stretching her paws to grasp the clifftop to haul herself over the edge. Oh god, the- you didn't she tell see- me this
0: episode was just going to be like an anxiety fuel jumping like rally.
1: This is just the beginning. Oh god. We'll get more anxiety later. <sighs> she sees him bending over to take her scruffs and tells him no. She can do it.
0: She's like, alright, jeez. I should have realized you would be like Love this. an
1: independent woman. Just like your mom. He's like,
0: yeah, I- I'm sure you'll choose someone else over me, too.
1: <laughs> her muscles burn with the effort, but she manages to drag herself over the edge. Yeah, where girl. she flops down, <laughs> panting. <laughs> and Sunfall tells her, well done. That's great. You look,
0: uh, absolutely exhausted. Let's go back now. What? Yeah.
1: Blue Kit catches her breath and looks down the ravine. She can barely see camp. Then she turns to look out into the forest. She asks if that's where the patrols hunt every day. Sunfall says yes. She'll be going with them soon. And sometimes we hunt every day. Blue over Kit there, thinks about
0: over there. Uh, everything the sun touches. Da, 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 da. Don't go to the shadowy place. Da, 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 da. Uh, that's where Shadow Clan lives, believe it or not. <laughs>
1: Everything the light touches, Blue Kit, is our kingdom. Oh my god. (laughs) That was a great Mufasa impression. And you should never expect anything less from me.
0: I, yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, I'm an idiot. Of course she has a great Mufasa
1: impression. But Blue Kit thinks about how she wants to go now. Sunfall tenses. He stares into the trees, eyes round. They hear the sound of paw steps drawing near. Uh Uh-oh. Mom? Blue Kit edges closer to Sunfall and asks who it is. Dawn Patrol, Sunfall answers. There's something wrong.
0: Oh no! Uh oh. That was like I thought it would be like Angry Parent, and I was like fully prepared for that awkward scene, and then now it's like uh something else. Oh no
1: Sparrow Pelt explodes from the ferns. He's followed by Adderfang, <gasps> Windflight, and Thrush Pelt. Whoa, I don't think we mentioned Windflight before. We have, but only in passing. Whoa, it's a cool name. I, I apologize for not acknowledging that earlier. It's a really cool name. He's actually, um, we don't find this out till later, but it's not really a spoiler, I don't think. It's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually part Wind Clan cat. Oh. He is he is the product of a half-Clan
0: relationship. We like those, because they keep stuff, uh... From being too incesty,
1: I like, I like. I mean, and I like that it's not a big deal. It's never talked about, but you know, he's just
0: like, yep, that's my parents. They do what they do,
1: right? It's like anyway, what's going? Shut up now! What happened? Okay, Sunfall demands to know what's wrong. Sparrowpelt hissed that WindClan's stealing their prey. They need to tell Pinestar.
0: Mm-hmm. And when wind,
1: windfly's wind kinda like a little awkward. <laughs> a little awkward. Sparrow Pelt plunges down the ravine with his patrol following him. I thought this was gonna be worse. This is just like regular beef.
0: I yeah. thought like, I don't know, someone was dead. No no Can no. you guys like like save the drama and conflama? I think things are gonna get worse, so
1: <sighs> Sunfall says they should go back to camp and disappeared over the edge after the patrol. Don't, okay, trembles. make sure the ch- make, make
0: sure the child is with you, sir. Does this mean a battle? Everything means a battle. Literally, someone could make dirt in the wrong, like slightly in the wrong spot, and that would mean a battle. Girl, get used to it. Welcome to clan life.
1: As she starts to slide down the cliff, she pauses. The sun spills over the forest as it rose. Pride and excitement well unexpectedly deep inside her. This is her territory, and her clan is in trouble. And she knows with certainty, hard as a rock, that she would risk anything to help her clanmates. She half-slides, half-fell down the rocks, <laughs> determined not to be left behind. <laughs> she rushes through the entrance, hoping she hasn't missed anything important. Sparrow Pelt is already sharing the news with Pine Star, and the rest of the clan is gathered around them, pelts bristling. The elders emerge from their den, and Robin Wing is pacing in front of the nursery. Dappletail, a warrior for only one moon, but already acting like she was deputy, pushes past (laughs) Patchpaw. She calls for White-Eye to come. This is important. White-Eye's like, one
0: one stolen prey, a battle here, a battle there, kid. I've seen it all. Like, believe you me, half of you will be dead by tomorrow.
1: White Eye was made a warrior a moon ago. Well,
0: I thought White Eye was
1: the blind, half blind warrior. Well, she was an apprentice a moon ago. Now she's a. Oh. She's an elder when we meet her and.
0: Oh, that's what I'm thinking of then.
1: Yeah. Never mind. Blue Kid thinks it's kind of cruel that Pine Star named her for the cloudy eye that marred her pretty face. But White Eye seems completely unbothered. She doesn't care. You can call her anything as long as you don't call her late for dinner. Blue Kit takes a note
0: in her mental arena to name people cruelly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moonflower calls to Blue Kit, worried. She's been looking for her everywhere. Has she been outside? She knows she's not supposed to leave camp.
0: Uh, yeah, but my new dad
1: said I could, so I'm now gonna call him father. Blue Kit is about to explain that Sunfall had taken her, but the medicine... Cats block their view, hurrying from their den. And Swift Breeze sweeps in front of her and asks if she's coming. Bluekit nods. She'll talk with Moonflower later. Oh god, I hope I hope there is a later. Huh. I'm just so nervous. Pinestar is speaking with the warriors who had been on patrol. Sparrowpelt is telling him that there was fresh squirrel blood inside their border. And Adderfang is saying that WindClan must have killed it this morning. WindClan? Swift Breeze WindClan? calls out. Or why are we being, blaming Wind Clan? Well, Swift Breeze asks if they're sure it was killed by Wind Clan. Thank you, Swift Breeze. I, I love Swift you You love Swift Breeze. You, you thought you were embarrassed because you thought she was kind of a Karen? Don't worry, Swift Breeze is amazing. She's already the love of my life. <laughs> Threshpelt says that their scent was everywhere. Ah!
0: Stinky Wind
1: Clan. <clears throat> well, Windflight says that there was no scent on the bushes. Maybe it drifted from the moorland. Huh? The warriors are going back and forth. Pine Star asks if there was a sign of fox. Sparrowpelt says there's fox everywhere if you sniff for it.
0: Okay. Helpful. Sparrowpelt.
1: Mumblefoot steps up and says Windclan has done this before. Stone <gasps> Stonepelt nods. Leaffall makes them nervous. This won't be the first time that hunger has driven them over their borders. Swift Breeze protests that they can't be hungry yet. Leaffall isn't over. Bluekit asks why they didn't steal from RiverClan or ShadowClan. They share borders with them. Adderfang looks to her and says they probably think having four trees between them makes them safe. Stormtail says maybe they think that ThunderClan is easier to steal from. Yeah. I mean, uh. <laughs> if they're willing to steal prey before leaf fall has ended, how much will they take in the darkest days of leaf Bear? Stormtail says they must warn them off now, before they can think they can help themselves to their prey whenever they like. Bluekit tingles with pride. Her father was a true warrior, ready to fight to defend his clan. Sure. Yeah, I guess. If only he ever visited his children. Yeah,
0: he's definitely like a true warrior, I guess.
1: Pinestar shakes his head slowly. There will be no fighting yet. Stormtail growls. So he'll just let WindClan steal from them?
0: All right, okay, dude. Whoa, get some anger management courses under your belt before you start snapping at the leader.
1: Pinestar says there isn't enough proof that it was WindClan. Yeah. Adderfang hisses. Pinestar says no one saw WindClan cat, and no scent markers were left behind. Yeah, I mean they'd be pretty stupid to do that, but <laughs> point. Sparrow Pelt shouts that only because Windclan are cowards. Okay.
0: That's a that's a different that is
1: also an opinion but also unfounded. Pinestar asks Goosefeather if StarClan has sent a warning. Goosefeather shakes his head. <laughs> Nothing.
0: They just been they just been telling me about how great it is to be dead. It's very upsetting actually.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one though. What? Thanks, Brenna. Wait till we read Goose Feather's Curse. Oh my god, is he actually haunted? <laughs> Cowards or not, Pine Star says. He won't risk a battle on so little evidence.
0: Yeah, no. But everyone calm, everyone warn- take a chill pill. This is the problem with Thunder Clan. Everyone's just so ready for bloodshed.
1: But he'll warn all the clans at the gathering tomorrow that they are being extra vigilant. Yeah and he tells Sunfall to organize extra patrols along the four trees' borders. If they see a wind clam patrol, they should warn them off. With words, not claws.
0: Exactly, guys. Let's, uh, let's, we're not, not everyone's chomping at the bit for a battle. You think it's hard to get food now, just wait till half of our warriors are dead. I mean, it, it'll both help and hurt the food thing.
1: Yes. Blue Kit watches the fur ripple on her father's spine as he goes to sit with Adderfang. And Blue Kit asks Moonflower if they'll go fight Windclan anyways. Moonflower says no. Snow Kit says she would. Oh my god. <laughs> Snow Kit's so bloodthirsty. <laughs> Blue Kit points out that they don't know if Windclan stole their prey. Snow Kit insists that they might have, so it's better to be safe than sorry. She'd go rip them to shreds so they never stole from them again. Oh my god. Girl. (laughs) Moonflower asks her, even if her leader told her not to, she reminds her that a leader's word is law. Bluekit asks, shouldn't a warrior put the clan above everything? What if Pinestar's wrong? Wow, you guys are,
0: like, questioning some deep crap. When I was your age, I was like, man... What if my fur looks ugly? I was like, man, I hope dragons are real. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to keep trying to get fairies to visit me. <laughs> right.
1: I'll
0: make my own secret garden. Watch. It's not that hard.
1: <laughs> Moonflowers' pine star always does what's best for ThunderClan. He's guided by StarClan. Bluekit's mind burns. How could leaders always be right? Would they still be right if Star Clan didn't guide them? Uh, no. Question everything. Yeah, good on you, girl. The clan begins to wander away, but Pinestar calls softly from the high rock. There's something else. I want to appoint two new apprentices. Oh. Realization dawns on Blue Kit. <sighs> it must be us, she hisses at Snow Kit. No, no, duh. <laughs> Moonflower is hurrying towards them. She didn't think he'd do it today. She's like, oh Look my- you. I haven't been able to do your hair. Look at you both. Well, Bluekit looks at her pelt. It's dusty and mud-stained from her climb up and down the ravine. <laughs> Quick, Moonflower says, wash! But it's too late. Pinestar beckons them forward with his tail. Moonflower's like, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so embarrassed. Snowkit scampers forward. But Blue Kit hesitates, ashamed of her pelt, and uncomfortably conscious of the gaze of her clanmates. Oh no! Moonflower tells her to go on. Her pelt doesn't really matter. Pride lights her eyes. It's her spirit he wants to welcome to Thunderclan. Oh. Blue Kit takes a deep breath and follows her sister. Pinestar says that they've been with them for six moons, so today they will start their training. Their father has been loyal to ThunderClan and is a brave warrior. May both of them tread in his paw steps. Stormtail had stopped muttering with Adderfang and watched intently. Yeah, dude, pay attention to your kids! Snowpaw will be mentored by Sparrowpelt. And Bluepaw will be mentored by Stonepelt. Stonepelt pads up to her side. You're still not allowed in the warrior's (laughs) den, he teases, (laughs) nudging her head with his nose. Bluekit can hardly believe it. She's going to sleep in the Apprentice's den tonight. <coughs> the clan shouts her new name, and Bluepaw feels as tall as the high rock. At last she can help her clanmates. Stormtail gives her a small nod. Oh. She wants to run up to him and press her muzzle to his. But her paws don't move. She stares in silence as he turns back to Adderfang oh my god that just made me so sad <laughs> wow what a punch
0: in the gut after like such a beautiful moment it's like but your father still doesn't love you in the way that you wish he would okay
1: snowpaw runs up to her purring can she believe it rose kit sweet Thistlekit thistle kit come dashing to them rose kit says they'll miss them in the nursery thistle kit's eyes are dark with annoyance if they're apprentices, he can't see why he can't be. He's almost <laughs> as big as they are. You're a baby! Snowpaw tells him not to worry. She'll teach him every battle move she learns. Thistlekit sticks his nose in the air, and says he's already a better fighter than she'll ever be. <laughs> what a little tool. What a little punk! Bluepaw's claws itch. She wants to cuff him around the ear. He should show some respect. And she's just like, I guess I'll just punch a kid. I'm a warrior now. Swift Breeze comes to them to congratulate them. And Moonflower had stopped to talk with Stormtail, but catches Bluepaw's eyes and hurries to her kits. I'm so proud of you, she tells them. She glances back to Stormtail and says their father is too. Oh, Stormtail comes towards them, Adderfang following, looking puzzled. He's like, you're acknowledging your kids? All right. <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. Well done, Stormtail says, eyes flicking to Bluepaw's muddy paws. Snowpaw says they're going to be the best apprentices. And Stormtail says he expects nothing less. Goosefeather and Featherwhisker join them. Goosefeather congratulates them warmly. He nods to Stormtail that he must be very proud. Yeah. Stormtail says, of course. Adderfang says it's interesting that Pinestar chooses now to make them apprentices. He pauses and looks Blue Paw up and down. One might almost think it was unplanned. What? Bluepaw asks what he means. Moonflower says he doesn't mean anything. Does he? Adderfang says that it distracted the clan from Windclan's thieving. Uh, okay. Goosefeather says that if there's gonna be a battle, they'll need all the warriors they can get. Adderfang shrugs. Warriors, yes but apprentices. Snowpaw fluffs out her fur and says they'll fight as well as any cat. Adderfang <laughs> says she he's sure she'll do her best, but only training will make her a warrior, and she has none. Bluepaw feels suddenly very small. What had made her think she could help her clan? Stonepelt <laughs> asks her if she's ready to climb the ravine again. He tells her that the sooner he begins her training, the better. If Clan is planning something, she'll need all the skills he can teach her. Excitement thrills through Bluepaw. He's gonna teach her to fight Clan. He leads her to the entrance. And she wonders what he'll show her first. Where to find the juiciest prey? What would he teach her? How to surprise an enemy with a fierce battle move? Snowpaw and Sparrowpelt are also making their way up the ravine. Bluepaw feels a prickle of jealousy. She wants the forest to herself. Bluepaw follows her sister to the top. She's already seen this view. (laughs) Sparrowpelt calls to Snowpaw. He'll show her the river. The river? Bluepaw can't even imagine what it would look like. She asks Stonepelt if they're also going to the river. Stonepelt shakes his head they have something much more important to do. She tries not to feel disappointed. Something important could be even more exciting than the river. As she follows him, she asks if they're going to hunt. Not today, he says. Border patrol. Stonepelt shakes his head. She asks if he'll show her the borders. Soon, he tells her. <laughs> Are we going go to go take a nap? Me. She asks him if he's going to show her battle moves. She thinks he must have something amazing planned. He's being so secretive. He says they'll come to that another time. So what are we going to do, she asks. Stone Pelt stops at the foot of an oak. He is going to teach her how to gather moss for the Elder's bedding. <laughs> moss? Bluepaw can't keep the disappointment out of her Mew. <laughs> it keeps their nest warm, Stonepelt explains. But she thought, Stonepelt asks, if she wants the elders to climb up here and gather it themselves. No, of course not, Bluepaw says, but she had just hoped. She swallows back the wine she hears rising in her voice. The clan is more important than anything else and she doesn't want Stone Pelt to think she's selfish. Still, she can't help but feel the resentment itch at her pelt as she began to claw up lumps of soggy, damp moss.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> as Bluepaw learns a little bit of uh, humility, we <gasps> should take our little offside to our cat fact. In the criminal justice system, cat-based laws are weirdly common hosts on this podcast the dedicated detectives who investigate these weird cat laws bring you this segment of cat facts these are those facts bum, bum. okay so today
1: <laughs> we are going to be
0: going to uh, georgia in 1982 uh because folks this was a federally recognized case Or at least in the appeals court. We're going to be talking about, and I will say this is a pretty unfortunate name because it it has other meanings than uh, what it is. But we're going to be talking about Blackie the Talking Cat. um, And very original. Yeah, he was an all-black cat and just just a rough name, I will admit. But this cat was owned by Carl and Elaine Miles. And Carl... He actually came upon the cat because a young girl uh, was going around the neighborhood, knocked on their door, and had a box of kittens. Um, and he was like, ah, uh, okay. Well, he was like, oh, I don't I don't know. I don't really want a cat. But then Carl heard a voice. And the voice said, take the black kitten. And he was like, well, all right. I guess I will take the black kitten. And he did. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, you know, after playing with the cat, uh, after a couple months, he heard the voice again. And the voice said... The kitten is trying to speak to you. And Carl decided that that was the voice of God speaking to him. And he was like, all right. Uh, okay. If if God's telling me that this cat wants to speak, uh, I will make that happen. So Carl started training the cat um, in intensive speech therapy and like talking at it, like like having okay. the cat watch his lips. Um, stick with me. Okay. Blackie actually started getting it. And he famously was known to be able to say two phrases I love you, and
1: I want my mama. That is so precious. Right.
0: It, he was even featured on uh, a TV show called That's Incredible, and he also had a song recorded at one point. I apparently the the recording has kind of been lost to time, and I couldn't find any oh. videos of the That's Incredible segment he was on. No. But you know, it, I they may be out there. I I possibly found a photo. Of Carl and Blackie I'll be sure to share that but uh, it he you know he after us a bit of his fame wore off he uh, started busking on the on the streets uh, you know being a a paid performer and okay eventually however Blackie got turned in to the cops and the cops came around and they're like Carl Lane you this can't be can't be a street performer because uh, you didn't pay for a business license (laughs) <laughs> and funnily enough um carl went ahead and paid for the business license which uh was fifty dollars and at the time just to give you guys some perspective uh accounting for inflation nowadays that is about 135 dollars and the average monthly um income uh it was around two thousand $2, dollars in 1982 so uh mm-hmm. that was a that was, that was a pretty big chunk of change to commit um to a mm-hmm. cat. Um, and so, so Carl paid for this. But then he decided to sue the uh, city council of, of Augusta in Georgia. Because mm-hmm. he felt that the business licensing was, well, one, it encroached on free speech. Okay. And um, it was too, it was too broad. It was, it, it didn't define, you know, what, what, what counted as a business. It was way too broad. Um, and I will quote what their lawyer argued um, in court, that the Augusta business ordinance uh, contains no category for speaking animals. The ordinance exhaustively lists trades, businesses and occupations subject to the tax and the amount of tax to be paid, but it nowhere lists cats with forensic powers. End quote. And the court, the court was like, uh, no, we're, we're going to pass on this one. You don't, get to sue them for that uh but uh carl was like i don't care and he brought it to court of appeals and the so that was a a year later in 1983 it was it was appealed to a panel of three judges and the three Mm -hmm. judges heard this and their statement on it and i quote this court will not hear a claim that blackie's right to free speech has been infringed First, although Blackie arguably possesses a very unusual ability, he cannot be considered a person and is therefore not protected by the Bill of Rights. Second, if Blackie has a right, we see no need for Apples to assert his right. Just Terrell, Blackie can clearly speak for himself. <laughs> <laughs> end quote. They unfortunately lost uh, both in uh, the court and in the court of appeals. It was, you know, decided that was the end. You know, they didn't decide to appeal mm-hmm. it again. I don't think they could. And despite losing this, um, they went on to keep performing until in 1989. Uh, Carl actually um, uh, got cataracts and he just like couldn't bring Blackie out of the street anymore and keep a good eye. So he had to stay home. Um, and Aww. the cat continued to live until 1992. He was 18 years old uh, when he passed. So Aww. he lived a long and healthy life. Um, yeah. So that was uh, when the United States court decided that um, cats don't have the right to free speech because they're not people. If a cat can talk, uh, they, the cat must, you know, be able to appeal for themselves. <laughs> if they can communicate <laughs> at that level, they can't have their owner appeal for them um so if if the cat really he just gets up he just gets up on i, want my, goes, mama. I want my mama <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here yeah so i just i appreciated the fact that um they paid for it and then and then took them to court uh and then the or the arc the, the the lawyer argued like uh nowhere in this entire city ordinance does it say this applies to talking animals. And I'm glad that the city court didn't really, I'm a little bit sad that they didn't reply by just like adding that in (laughs) and also talking animals there. But then they probably would have had to pay, like give them the 50 bucks back, which is, I guess a chunk of change at the time, but like at the same time, it's just like, oh, I, I, Part of me oh. maybe believes since his fame was kind of waning, it may have been.
1: Yeah. It might've just been a publicity might've been a publicity
0: stunt, but also like they didn't have that pretty much woof. fun one. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, I, I didn't like see, I mean, I, uh, court costs money, so I'm sure it also cost a bit, but they're probably hoping, yeah. um, it was featured in a book, um, uh, in 1996, uh, Black, the talking cat, another favorite judicial opinions, uh, by West publishing, um, <laughs> which has a, a beautiful cartoon of uh, a judge like hammering and pointing at a black cat in like the sand. <laughs> so, oh, beautiful. Um, so yeah. And uh, there is a photo of, uh, I believe it it is Carl holding up his 1982 business license with uh, a blackie on his yeah. shoulder. So, um, and uh, some of this information, I will say it came from a blog and I was able to accredit a lot of the sources, but a lot of the places I found were saying the same thing. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I the the actual court stuff I was able to accredit. Um, so the stuff about Carl hearing the voice of God, I'm less, I'm more hazy about those facts. But uh, I I would say of all the folks who've heard the voice of God, I think helping a cat uh learn to talk is a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. I mean. You know, you weren't decrying the end of the world or being like, kill these people or hate these people or love these people. It's it's like, just to teach your cat how to
1: talk. And he's like, all right, God, I'll do it. Like, if I heard that, I'd be like, I'm down. Yeah, I don't want any God to talk to me unless you're unless... telling me to teach a cat to talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, I, I would say if you do hear voices um, as someone who has a schizophrenic uh, family member, make sure to tell trust someone you trust and possibly uh, head to a doctor or virtual doctor visit, but I would say um,
1: also just maybe teach a cat to talk. Just, yeah, also maybe I'm... do that.
0: It's funny because you I... don't have to have anybody tell you to do it. Just Give it a go. Anyway, so that is the story of Blackie the talking cat and um, now you guys know that legally the United States has recognized that cats don't have a right to free speech and if they do know how to talk, they gotta bring stuff to court themselves. <laughs> By Wang
1: Puma. You know, like, dick wolf, but, like, oh
0: Do <laughs> you say Wayne Puma or Wang
1: Puma? I said Wang. Wang. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for some more moss picking? Yeah. Wait, Stone Pelt says, putting a paw over hers. She's pulling up dirt, too. The elders won't like it. Let me show you. He demonstrates and explains how to slice the moss from the tree, leaving the roots and dirt behind. Blue Paw tries, and yeah, she does pretty good. As she goes, she finds a rhythm, and the moss she's cut is thicker and less scrappy. She she turns to stone. This is like a karate kid kind of training. It really is. His eyes are glowing. You're a natural, he says. And although she doesn't know it, She's practicing valuable battle and hunting skills. Uh, I, I called it! Exactly. Bluepaw asks how.
0: <laughs> I like how Blue Star goes on to uh, her style of training is just take the kid to a clearing and beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she, she didn't really get the lesson here, I don't think. No.
1: Oh, well, he tells her that with each slice of her claw, she's getting more controlled. And by the time she's mastered this... She'll be able to rake her enemy's muzzle with a flick of her paw, and kill prey quickly and cleanly.
0: And it's it's a
1: good way to do
0: something that's also benefiting the clan. This is a very yeah. good teaching style. Man. This guy should like take love- over. He should be the principal. Stonepelt's her
1: new dad. Yeah. Stonepelt's her new dad. I Stonepelt. Sorry, Sunfall. Yeah. <laughs> you were chosen for new dad. He he went he
0: went from being like the guy who's like shut up kids to I'm your dad now. A very yellowfang sort of parenting style yes he is oh he's so good i love stone Pal. i adore him yeah wait didn't she end up naming her kit stone
1: she does and you know That's... what i would like to think that it is named after stone Pal. yeah
0: that i would say he is being an actual
1: father figure to her i would i would love that it doesn't it doesn't really mention that but in my heart of hearts, that is why she named him Stone Yeah,
0: I mean, we kind of saw uh, Fire, uh, Firestar and uh, Sandstorm do that. They named one mm-hmm. of the kids after. Oh, um, for sure.
1: That becomes, that becomes a little more common, which I kind of like. I think it's kind of sweet.
0: Yeah. And I like it because since their the, the, their warrior name isn't decided to later in life, you know. Yeah. It,
1: it doesn't necessarily, they
0: don't have the same exact name. Well, Blue Paw
1: purrs, pleased with the pile she collected. Now I have to carry it home. <laughs> Bluepaw grasps a, brun- a bunch in her teeth, but Stone Pelt shows her how to carry more. He rolls it and tucks it under his chin, and Blue <laughs> stifles a purr of amusement. He looked so funny.
0: So, that's, so, that's so good. It's like, you know, when you're carrying your laundry and you, like you a random sock wants to roll and you just kind of like mm,
1: I got it. <laughs> It reminds me of when I used to ride um, the trailer back from pumpkin picking. Uh-huh. And we'd ride it along the road and I'd sit on a bunch of pumpkins and I'd have to try to keep them all on while also keeping myself on the trailer mm-hmm. while it bumped along with all these pumpkins. It was a wild ride, Did man. you hold on to a Sometimes pumpkin with your chin? Um, I'm not sure my chin would usually be like a foot, a knee, an elbow. I would, though, if I had to. Yeah, I'd sure. do anything for a pumpkin. <laughs> I know you would. Don't twitch your whiskers at me, he warns. It may look odd, but would she rather climb the ravine twice? Bluepaw shakes her head. He didn't think so. She bundles up the mosses he had, and it was actually harder to hold than she thought. She drops it a few times, but Stone waited patiently each time while she picked it up. Back in camp, Leopardpaw asks if she's busy. Bluepaw says she learned how to use her claws properly and how to carry two bits of prey at once. In other words, she's been gathering moss, Leopardpaw sniffs. Leopardpaw pads away, and Bluepaw sees Stone Stonepelt watching her, eyes sparkling with amusement. Bluepaw goes to him and asks if there's anything in the warrior code that says she's not allowed to put thistles in her denmate's nest. He's like, not specifically, but it's not exactly, like, smiled upon. Stonepelt says he doesn't think so, but she wouldn't be the first. Stonepelt, <laughs> so oh my god! Bluepaw follows him into the Elder's Den, where Larksong is happy to see Moss. Mumblefoot asks how it feels to be an apprentice. Great, Bluepaw lied. Oh my She thinks it would be more fun if she had hunted instead of collecting bedding. She pushes that thought away. This is important too. She reminds herself. But she's still not entirely convinced. At least she's trying. You know, it's like she's so excited because she's still like 12 and she wants to go do warrior stuff, but she's She's doing some good thought policing. This is also important. Being in a clan is more than just fighting. She's she's
0: handling it with the maturity of someone who's neglected by her father.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Her and Stonepelt get the bedding into the nest. And Stonepelt tells Weed Whisker that they'll get fresh bracken. Weed Whisker! (laughs) Weed Whisker says good. His bones ache in this weather. Lupaw holds her tongue, but thinks that he didn't even say thank you.
0: Uh, Weed Whisker never says thank you because
1: he's too cool. As they are working on Larksong's nest, Weed Whisker complains that there's a thorn. Stonepelt offers to look. It's just a bit of root. Weed Weedwhis- Whisker shook his head. That's the problem with new apprentices, they leave every bit of stick and stone in the moss. Weed Whisker is <laughs> picky. He asked if they could have found some that was drier. This is a bit damp. Stonepelt promises that it will dry now that it's away from the tree. Bluepaw is trembling. How ungrateful. Her claws still ached from getting that moss, and all Weed Whisker could do was complain. Weed Whisker is mean. (laughs) Stonepelt shows no sign of annoyance. He just gets back to work. Bluepaw is exhausted by the time they finish all three nests and drop the old bedding by the dirt place. Stonepelt says she deserves a meal. She's worked hard today. His praise lifts her spirits. She grabs a mouse and sits beside Patchpaw, and she eyes Leopardpaw coldly. Some denmate she'd been, teasing her like that. Leopardpaw pauses her eating. I bet they didn't even say thank you. (laughs) Bluepaw stares. The elders? Leopardpaw says every cat knows they complain about everything. Yeah,
0: that's like their main emotional response to anything
1: but she supposes they've earned the right to but it doesn't help when they're stuck cleaning out their smelly bedding <laughs>
0: gross can they not like oh i
1: suppose that just means they stink yeah patch pelt says fuzzy pelt says they're grumpy because they can't do it for themselves anymore leopard paw says they're lucky they don't have to do anymore <laughs> she tosses some of her thrush to Bluepaw. Here, she says, that mouse won't fill her up if she's been cleaning out nests all day. She purrs her thanks, and for the first time, she feels like a real apprentice. Yes. Denmate Cher, Leopardpaw says. So Leopardpaw's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take you hunting tomorrow, Stonepelt says, standing over her. Really? He says the leave at high and they'll see if she can use what she's learned today on real prey. Oh? Blue Paw stares after him as he goes to Adderfang and Tawny Spots by the nettle patch. She feels dizzy with happiness. She can't wait for Snowpaw to get back and tell her all that she learned. (laughs) Being a Thunderclan apprentice was the best feeling in the world. She's like my my
0: my guy just took me like out to the field and beat the crap out of me. And she's like, that's a great method. I'm gonna keep that in the back I of my really mind. I like that. Method. I like that. I like that. This this whole like uh, uh, peaceful and like thought provoking methods kind of. Eh.
1: I'm just gonna beat the crap out of the apprentice when I get one. Bluepaw can hardly keep her paws still as she waited by the entrance. She's going hunting. Mm-hmm. Snowpaw sprints across the clearing. Sparrowpelt told her they're coming hunting with her and Stonepelt. Oh. Bluepaw asks where Stonepelt is. Snowpaw says that he's putting fresh bracken in the Elder's den. Bluepaw wonders if she should be helping and hurries to meet him. Oh, sweetie. He's coming out of the den and she apologized. She should have been helping him. Stonepelt cuts her off. No need. He wanted her fresh for her first day of hunting. So Pal's really just a super good dude.
0: Yeah,
1: he's just like always taking care of the elders. He's so good. He's just like respectful, kind,
0: good with children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moonflower, once again, I am judging your taste. <laughs> you had this, and I mean, I don't know how.
1: Oh, I don't know how old he is, so I'm not sure either. I think he's probably around. He's probably around their age. Yeah. Just a girl. Maybe maybe he's gay. Does he have a wife that we know of? Stonepaw, no. No
0: wife. So far, no wife. All right. He is eligible, folks.
1: <laughs> Snowpaw says, at last. She thought after spending all day wandering around the border, she was never going to do anything exciting.
0: <laughs> so she had border patrol. Oh, sweetie. Listen, that's going to be, like, your main thing that you'll do.
1: Bluepaw points out that she saw four trees. She wished she had been able to explore the territory instead of getting bedding. Four trees, Snowpaw scoffed. She saw more trees and she's got claws. <laughs> pelt leads the way out of camp. Stonepaw warns her not to expect too much on her first hunt. There's a lot she still needs to learn. But Bluepaw's ready.
0: She's like I I, don't, I I've learned it
1: all. They head to the great sycamore to hunt, and Bluepaw is trying to memorize the way they are going. Would she ever find the way back herself? Once they arrive at the towering tree, Stonepelt tells them that the first lesson of hunting is patience. They crouch in a bush downwind, watching the ground. Stonepelt stiffens, but Bluepaw follows his gaze to a mouse. Huh? Bluepaw unsheaths her claws and asks when they pounce. Not yet. Snowpaw shoots forward, oh my God. rattling through the bush and throwing up leaves. Girl. She leaps, but the mouse has disappeared. I gotta
0: respect it, though. <laughs> she goes for she it. She
1: with a thud. Mouse dung. <laughs> Don't swear! Sparrowpelt says he likes her enthusiasm, but uh, her technique could use a little work. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, like, the lack of any at all,
0: but, 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 sweetie, darling, honey pie, um, I love the gumption.
1: The the gentle teasing in his tone makes Bluepaw purr in amusement. Snowpaw turns on her and tells her she can shut up. Bluepaw backs away, alarmed. But Snowpaw's anger melts when their eyes meet. She apologizes. She was just upset. Bluepaw encourages her that she was fast. (laughs) You know? She's very fast. It
0: was like, it was like, it was, it was bad, but like quick. It was like over quickly.
1: They decide to practice stalking. Bluepaw falls into the crouch. Stonepelt says it isn't bad and offers some small pointers. And when she moves forward, she adjusts herself to be silent. Promising, Stonepelt purred.
0: (laughs) Why aren't you dad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They practice... Well, this is better than dad. Yeah. Rather have... I'd rather have Stone Pelt be her mentor than her dad. Fair. Because, you know, I think mentors are more important than fathers at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: the ones who really raise them. That's true. Like, after mother. Yeah. So... They practice until the sun begins to set before they head back to camp. Bluepaw wanted to stay longer, but Stonepaw promises they'll practice again tomorrow. Bluepaw trails behind the group, wishing she could practice now. Suddenly, she hears the skitter of little paws. There's a squirrel, engrossed in eating a nut. She crouches, muscles tense, then pounces. She pins the squirrel and sinks her teeth into its neck. The warm blood surprises her. Ew. I mean, <laughs> okay. What's happened? Stonepelt leaps onto the root behind her, bristling. Bluepaw sits up with the squirrel in her mouth. Well done, Stonepelt's eyes gleam. Snowpaw says it's almost as big as she is. Stonepelt says they should bring it back to camp while it's still warm. And to her relief, he takes it. She'd been wondering how she'd carry it home without tripping. <laughs> He says to drag it. That's it that's what Hobbit does. He just drags random toys around. Yeah, but you don't want to get all dirty. Someone's gotta eat that. Yeah, true. No way, Leopard Paw says as she watches Stone Pelt put the squirrel on the fresh kill pile. Snowpaw says Bluepaw caught it all by herself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thrush Pelt asks if it was her first hunting session. Yeah. And Fuzzy Pelt says Stone Pelt that he's lucky to have her. <laughs> Windflight says Thunderclan is lucky to have her. He doesn't remember any other apprentice catching prey on their first try. She's like, I'm gonna cry. These are all
0: the things that like I needed. I've been needing to hear.
1: <laughs> Bluepaw looks around camp for Stormtail. Had he seen what she caught? But there's no sign of him in camp. Darling, you need to seek validation from other sources besides your
0: father because it's not like happening. your mentor
1: who is so proud yeah. of you and literally every other cat. He's just is like, clearing, he's like so proud of you.
0: Like, they're like, you're alive, you're existing and breathing. I love you so much. And she's like, but my dad. <laughs> they're like, no, no, focus on us.
1: Moonflower's muzzle brushes her cheek, <gasps> and she tells her that she's so proud. Thanks, Mom! Weed Whisker comes out to admire her catch. Weed Whisker! <laughs> and Stone Pelt takes Blue Paw aside. And he tells her that he's very impressed with her today. She listened well and learned quickly. And Blue Paw feels a purr coming on. Oh. Stompel says he wants her to come to the gathering tonight. Oh, oh. Bluepaw gone What? Oh me? She's only been an apprentice for two days. Like, Was she ready to meet the other clans?
0: I just started and they're like Yeah, we know.
1: Stonepelt says he assumes she wants to come. Yes. And Blue Paw nods. Yes. yes as I scary do. as it seems, she won't turn down this opportunity. Good. Stonepelt says they leave when it's dark. Ooh, we're going to go to a gathering. We caught a fat squirrel and we're going to go to the gathering.
0: What What? What could possibly go well, wrong? Actually, okay, exactly.
1: Exactly. No, nothing will go I wrong. I have
0: nothing but fear in my heart.
1: Uh, no it's it's gonna be fine
0: right sure oh god well folks if you want to keep in touch with us send pigeons uh just kidding if you want to keep in touch with us uh you can follow us on twitter our twitter is wcwitcast um we tweet out when the episodes go up uh Maureen has a bunch of fan art lined up and usually
1: yeah, I've been I've been avoiding the Warrior Cats tag on Twitter because I am still waiting for the newest book. I'm so sad cuz I'm still waiting, but I know <laughs> the local bookstore is short staffed and they sold out. Right. And so I'm waiting patiently. Shopping but you'll get more time. you'll get more fan art retweets once uh, once I read the book. <laughs> right.
0: Um
1: uh remember the Twitter is spoiler free cuz I also have access to it. Um, yes no spoilers I'll find you punch <laughs> you down Like blue paw did that squirrel
0: And uh, but you can also keep in touch with us uh, by sending us an email at wcwitcast at gmail.com uh, send us your thoughts theories and no spoilers please and if you want to help us out uh, a great way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend who you think may enjoy it either this episode or be like hey start at the beginning and watch them improve exponentially um, or you know <laughs> give us a rating review share us on your social medias it really helps us out um and we appreciate
1: every single one of you yes I'm, we love you
0: guys so much i gave double thumbs up but i realized no one can see that <laughs>
1: <laughs> we realize we're an audio medium yes <laughs> well i'm Emberheart, and i'm Tangle tongue and this has been warrior cats what is that
0: <laughs>